Welcome to Sunday morning. I hope y'all are doing well. We um, are getting our ourselves set up here for another Sunday message. And uh, what are we midway through August now? Holy cow! Uh, this this year, hopefully, this year goes on way fast. <laughs> Crazy as it has been, it has moved rather quickly. It seems like, uh, even considering the fact that we all sat on our sofas for quite some time and didn't do anything. But uh, hopefully this finds you uh, all well and good. And I uh, got a message for you this morning that um, got inspired earlier in the week. And, and uh, I'll share that with you in a little bit. But uh, title this message this morning, This is Our Time Now. This is Our Time Now. And with, with thinking of all the chaotic things that are going on in our world, all the questions and all the, uh, the end-time events things, the... Now, there's a lot of questioning around the, the the spiritual realm as well as just life in general of you know what's next what what do we expect now I mean what's coming next you know the the murder hornets they they showed up and packed up and left because they wasn't about to deal with 2020 like we are so you know we don't know what's coming next we've had all of these things that have been projected that we don't really know the outcomes of those you know, schools fixing to kick back in and you know positive tests and masks and uh, there's so much going on and, and there's there's controversy all around it um, and, and it, it in essence it kind of brought me to where I am with this message because uh, I've had to, I've dealt with some of this I've dealt with some fears and some anxieties and we've talked about that in previous uh, episodes that we've done but I want to take us to, to first Peter first Peter chapter 5 now most of you have heard me say this before. Peter Peter's one of my favorite characters in the Bible because I, I can really relate to Peter. Uh, Peter's a knucklehead. He, he's, he's just one of those guys that's got to test everything. He's, he's going to stick his fingers in the socket. He's going to step out of the boat onto the water. He's, he's going to do things that, that a lot of people aren't going to do because he's just that kind of guy. So I really, I really can relate to Peter, um, and, and, I, and I love how he teaches things. But we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. And we find our friend Peter giving some serious instruction to the elders of the church. The elders being the older and wiser and more seasoned followers uh, of Jesus. His instruction to lead the younger generations with humility and wisdom. You know, by example of Christ, if you will. So he's, he's really pushing in to, to the, the older of the church. You know, we got to lead with example here. We, we've got to lead with humility don't be talking down to them. Don't you know? Don't smack them around the head. Lead them correctly. Now, if you some might interpret some of what he's saying to, to pastors, this is how you're supposed to pastor your flock. This is how you're supposed to lead your flock. But I think I think as it all boils down, we're all called to lead people towards Christ. We're we're all called to be disciples, um, which is someone who goes into all the world and preaches the gospel and gathers all nations unto Him. So anyway, with that, just a short distance into this chapter. Peter also gives a bit of warning uh, in his instruction. Now check out that we're going to go to verse 7. Uh, so 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through 9. And check out this, this is what it says in verse 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. And see, that's one of Satan's biggest tricks that he likes to play on us. He loves to isolate us. He loves to, to push us over into a corner 
to where we feel like we are the only ones going through the challenge. We're the only ones dealing with this. We're the only ones feeling like this. We're the only ones being beat up like this. We're the only ones not able to control our emotions. We're the only ones not able to to stand strong in weakness. We're the, so he isolates us. He loves to isolate us and get and get us alone so that he can just keep beating on us like a punching bag. But there's some things in this I want you to see. This this chapter, this piece of this chapter says Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Other versions use the word that he prowls around as a roaring lion. Now, in other words, what I want what I want you to, to really get a grip on here is the enemy has a big mouth and he likes to yell a lot. He likes to mimic this dangerous lion. He wants to use fear to intimidate you. If he can get you running scared, he has the advantage. If he can easily attack you in your weakness in that form. Our enemy is not a lion. I really need you to catch this. Our enemy is not a lion. He cannot eat you. <laughs> Matter of fact, the only power he has over you, and you know, I've gotten myself in a lot of controversial conversations about this, but I'm going to stand strong on what I believe. The only power that he has over you is that which you allow him to have. Let's say that again. The only power Satan has over you is the power that you allow him to have. Our, our enemy's not a lion. The only power that he has is what we give him. He can't touch you unless you let him. If you're a fully surrendered, blood-bought, living in a relationship on a personal level with Jesus Christ, the enemy of your soul cannot touch you. I, I, we, I got to watch a, uh, one of those productions uh, one year, uh, one of those big Christian productions. We were out in Farmington, Mexico. And they brought in this crew, and, and part of the church was involved, and this crew was involved. And they set up this elaborate dramatization. And, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. Some of you probably know what I'm talking about. But, but one of the scenes in this so caught me. And I've never, I've never let go of this. The, the, the scene that they're projecting is a car wreck. Um, Mom's gone. The demons have come and drug her away. You know, the darkness and all this. And, and they've come and taken her. And this little girl is huddled up and she's crying. She's scared. She's all alone. She's been in this car wreck. Her mom's gone and she's scared. And it shows Satan himself coming to get her. He's lurking in the darkness and he comes out of that darkness and he's he's reaching for her. And just about the time he's about to get a hold of her, these pyrotechnics go off and light and flames and sparks flash up into the air and he's yanked back away from this little girl. And this this booming, commanding voice that you just know is the voice of God simply says, you can't cross the bloodline. Man, do you get that? Satan, you can't cross the bloodline. I'm a blood-bought believer of Jesus Christ. I'm fully surrendered to him. My life is in his hands. You can't touch me. That's the stance we take against an enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion. He can't eat me. He wouldn't like me if he tried. I'm too hot. I've got too much hot sauce in me. It spit me out anyway. But Satan can't eat me. He can't touch me because I'm a blood-bought follower of Jesus Christ. He can he can cause havoc around me, and I'll, I'll get to some of that. The the 
the one thing he can certainly do is he can wreak havoc around us. He can he can prowl around roaring, threatening, and looking for the slightest area of weakness for which he will pounce upon very quickly. He will threaten you. He'll challenge you on every level. And he'll throw stumbling blocks out in front of you. He, he knows your weaknesses, and that's where he's going to attack you. It's, it's, it's good for us to begin to recognize our weakness because that is where he's coming after us. Whatever that weakness may be, he's going to attack you there. And you're going to have lots of opportunity to fall right there. So look for those things. Recognize your weaknesses. Strengthen those areas of your life. Put people around you to help you to, to, to bolster that area and strengthen you. You know, trust, trust your fellow believers. You know that, that they've got you. Get some people you can trust if you don't have any. But remember that the enemy of our soul only mimics the lion. His bark is loud, but if you belong to Jesus, Satan's bark is worse than his bite. I really want you to catch that. And you can you can test that against Scripture, but I really believe that if, if you grasp onto that, it will help you in this fight that we have against him. In the latter chapters of Matthew, Jesus begins this teaching about the departure, his departure, and, and the end times. And... and, and we will hear a lot about this today, especially in these end times. And we find him in Matthew chapter 24 talking about his talking to his disciples about just such things. So in, in chapter 3, uh, or in, I'm sorry, chapter 24, uh, starting with verse 3 is where I'm going to get to. Verse 3 says, Later Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all of this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? See, he's already been teaching about he's got to go away. He's, he's going away to prepare a place, and then he's going to come back. But where he's going, we can't follow at this time. He'll come back and get us when it's time. And, and so they're, they're questioning, so what signal will we get for your return at the end of this world? And Jesus told them this, starting verse 4, Don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. You realize just a couple of years ago that Oklahoma surpassed California for earthquakes? Yeah, yeah, imagine that. There will be earthquakes in various places. They just had one in North, North Carolina, I believe, uh, that shook that place up a little bit. One of the largest ones they've ever had. You know, there, there's earthquakes in various places. Um, famines and, and earthquakes. But all of this are only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Whew. So think about that. Everything that we're seeing today are just the beginnings of what's coming. Verse 9 says, And then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. Man, what are we seeing right now? With all this craziness in our world this year, just just this year, and it's built up to here. And there's been times of this in other places, but not so blatant as it is today, where we've we've literally turned against each other, uh, where we hate each other, where we're, we're fighting with each other, and, and, and turning away from the very truth that can set us free. And it's projected, right? Jesus said this. Many will turn away from me and betray you and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and they'll deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. 
Boy, again, such a description of what we see today right in our own country. But the one who endures till the end, it's verse 13, the one who endures till the end will be saved. we got to overcome this. We can't ask God to rescue us out of this. We're going to have to endure some time here. We're going to have to, but there's a reason for it, and I'm going to get to that. Verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. I want to tell you that because of COVID-19, the gospel of Jesus Christ has entered on a platform that's never been seen before. A monstrous amounts of pastors and churches and leaders and people began to do devotionals and, and online services and online teaching and, and, and all of these things. The, the gospel is, is going virtually, electronically, all over the world. In, into places that it's never been. The, the message of Jesus Christ. I, I, my podcasts. I look at my, I don't know, whatever you call that, the analytics of my podcast. I'm not a real analytical person, so it's a struggle for me to say that word. But analytics of my podcast, I've got people in foreign countries listening to my messages. I don't know them. They don't know me. I don't even know how they found me. I don't even know how they found my messages. But, but my, this, this thing shows me where all my messages are being heard. And I've got stuff going all over the world. I, it's awesome, but it's, it's, it's a truth. The, the, the message of Jesus Christ is being projected all over the world. Just like it says it's got to before the end will come. Uh, where are we? Verse 15. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. The sacrilegious object that has caused des des desecration standing in the holy places. Reader, pay attention. There's a little scripture. Reader, pay attention. Verse 16. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out of the deck, uh, out on the deck of the roof, must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And the, and pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. Verse 21. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began and it will never be so great again in fact unless that time of calamity is shortened not a single person will survive but it will be shortened for the sake of god's chosen ones the end of this chapter describes the evil that will encompass this earth the darkness of the time that's coming folks there's obviously no doubt in my mind that we are in the throes of these last days being described i'm only 56 years old i know i don't really look that old but i am i'm 56 only 56 but in my relatively short lifetime I have seen our world begin to lose its light I, I've seen the darkness creeping over this earth in ways that I would have never dreamed and I've seen it creep into the hearts of so many people I can't even imagine what generations before us think of what's going on today and if you look at it there's been this disintegration I've heard all my life because I was raised in church. I've heard all my life, Jesus is coming back soon. It could be tomorrow. It, it could be at the end of today. It could be any time, any moment. <clears throat> and you know, I've lived that for 56 years. I've heard that message. I've been in church my whole life. I've heard that message. <laughs> and, and, and I've never seen it, you know? I mean, there's been times probably I've even questioned it. Okay, God, what, what are you doing here? I, I still ain't seen the end of the world. You said it was going to come, you know? But if, if you can look back, however old you are, look back to your earlier life. 
What was our world like? How much has crumbled since that time? Go back as far as you can remember. How much has crumbled? I, I can remember in third grade we did a a time capsule in, in third grade in, in our in my little elementary school class, and and we wrote down things that were going on in that particular year. And I don't remember that particular year at the moment. But on this outside of this envelope, you know what we wrote on it? Not to be opened till the year 2020. Gosh, that seemed like oh, that's a that's so futuristic. The year 2020 will never come in my lifetime. I mean, that's what I'm thinking when I'm a third grader, writing this stuff down and putting it in this envelope. I'll, I really wish that I could find that envelope. It's at Will Rogers Elementary School. I, I could, well, they remodeled that school, but it was up in the, in the, in the ceiling tiles. We put it up in the ceiling above our classroom. You know, I, maybe somebody's found it, who knows. But it would be interesting to see what we wrote down in third grade about what people were going to read in the year 2020 because here we are in the most chaotic, most weirdest, most unreal year we've ever seen in our lifetime. Think about generations before us and how they would see today. Our, our forefathers, you know, I hear the term our forefathers roll over in the grave. Lord, I bet they have many, many times, especially this year. There, the, the calamity that's happened over years past the things that we've witnessed, the things that we've seen leading up to end times, I get. I mean, I, I've, I've seen the disintegration of our society. Even in my short amount of time on this earth, I recognize how far we've come from where we were. And, and it's not a good place. <laughs> it's not, not, not everything that we've advanced in are good. We've got some terrible, terrible, terrible things in our society today that we've allowed to happen in what we call progression it's not progression we're going the wrong way but he describes all of this stuff that's coming and I've seen so much of it and, and this darkness that's creeping into the hearts of, of literally mankind Jesus talks there in, in, in uh, chapter 24 there will be wars obviously we're seeing wars there's fear, anxiety, depression, loneliness, addiction, and the mass taking of life. Such a sadness right there and all on its own. Our enemy knows our weakness, and he is attacking us right there. He knows our weakness, and he's attacking that weakness. You know, it ain't, it ain't hard to get me riled up. You open up social media today, and five minutes I can be mad because of things I see, things I read things that are going on in our society it's not hard for Satan to reach us we let him do it every single day we drop our guard and we allow him to attack us, that roaring lion comes after us in ways that we don't seem to want to defend ourselves against you know recently I shared a message about watching a video from a pastor in out of Kentucky who was talking about what God was showing him in a series of dreams. And, and I shared in that message how anxiety got me. I struggle with anxiety. Most people don't even know that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I laugh a lot about it because I, I, it angers me. Um, I get frustrated with my anxiety issues. I control them for the most part, but, but after listening to what this guy said about our future, I became 
very anxious and very fearful. And God really shook me up over that. And, and of course, I shared that in a message a few, few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't remember when. Because what he's doing is he's turning us against each other because we're letting him. The enemy of our soul is, is, is pitting us against each other because we're letting him do it. In, in, in this dream, uh, get back to my notes here. Look at, look at what's going on around us. We're, we're seeing the very unfolding of what Jesus described some 2,000 years ago. Our world is in a tailspin, and I honestly don't believe we're going to level it out. I don't. I don't think the tailspin that we are in today as a society. Uh, I don't think it's going to level out. I think it's going to get worse, just like it describes. And we're going to go down. Our society is is going down. What are we going to do about it? Tuesday morning of last week, I woke. I woke up from a dream. Uh, this dream was pretty very unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It was very vivid. It was very real. I was actually preaching this message. <laughs> um, no idea where I was. I had no idea who I was preaching to. But I awoke on fire. This world, or this word burning in my heart so strong, I, I literally had to jump out of bed and, and I actually bypassed the coffee pot because I had to write these things down. I had to write what was in my mind. I had to write what I just just saw me doing because I felt like this this is important. This is something that needs to be seen. This is something that needs to be heard. And, and I began to write out this very message that you're hearing right now. I wrote these words down so I didn't lose them. And all of this doom and gloom I've shared with you is real and it's 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 upon us right now. And and but but this is the part of the message where I woke up at. This part excites me beyond what I can retain because I awoke shouting these words. I awoke with, Lord, that you turn our fear into excitement. Lord, that you turn our anxiety into energy. Lord, that you turn our depression into joy. And you turn our loneliness into love. Lord, turn our addiction into a desire to boldly serve you. Lord, every turn our weaknesses into strength that we can shout your word from the rooftops. Jeremiah chapter 31 shows a version of this very thing. The prophet speaks of God's chosen. And, and he it says at the very end, or right in the middle of this chapter, he said he will return or he will turn their mourning into joy and their sorrow into rejoicing. Lord, it is you who sets us free from fear. You are who brings us joy and hope in the hopelessness of this world. Lord, it's you that we, that we will find freedom and true peace. It's in you. It's only in him that we'll find our peace and our joy. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. It's through surrender and repentance and an infilling of the Holy Spirit of God that, that we are free. It is in Him that we will find joy, peace, hope that passes all our understanding. You're challenged by the Word today. You're challenged in this world that we're living in. You're, maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're, maybe you're dealing with, with struggle on the inside. It's in Christ that we find our peace. It's in Him that we find our, our, our very essence of life. You are, you are here for such a time as this. God created you for such a time as this. Jeremiah chapter 1 says, I, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I already set you apart to be a voice 
to the nations. That message is yours. That message is yours. I set you apart. I, I put my, you know, Jeremiah's actually arguing with God. Like, I can't do that. I mean, look at me. I'm just a kid. I'm a nobody. I ain't got nothing to offer anybody. And in that very passage of scripture, it says they took the coals from the fire and he touched my lips. He said, see, I've put my words in your mouth. Guys, I can tell you right now that the words you're hearing coming out of me aren't mine. They're his. He touched the coal in my mouth. He put his words in my mouth that I could speak them to you. I do believe the word says that in the last days that our, our old men will dream dreams and our young men will see visions or vice versa. I, I'm, I'm not quoting it specifically. But on our, our, on our maid servants and that, that God will pour out his spirit that in the last days these dreams and these visions are going to come and they're going to come more frequently and they're going to come more powerful this man in Kentucky this pastor of this church God continues to pour things through him I pray he continues to pour them through me that was the most real vision I've ever had in my life that dream that I had it was incredible I, I want God to continue to pour into me I've got to stay connected to him you struggling in your life right now, you've got to get connected to him. If, if you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you've got to find it. And, and it's got to be done now. There's no time to wait. God's got a plan for you. He, he's got a plan to prosper you, not to harm you. He's got a plan to see, show you a hope and a future. And it's in him, not in this world. This world's going to crumble. It's crumbling fast around us. It's falling apart. You've got to climb on right now and get in get in line with Jesus Christ this is your time this is our time now that's why I titled the message this way this is our time now let all this fear this anxiety let it turn into a passion to serve him let it turn into a passion to reach those who don't know him you know you can go back to Matthew if you want and look at that we're gonna get we're gonna get ridiculed we're, we're gonna get killed because of our relationship with Jesus Christ it happens all over our world today. We don't see a lot of it here in the U.S., but it's coming. It's happening. It's, it's not something to be afraid of. If, if you're in him, death in this world is life with him. The, the last breath I take on this earth will be the first breath I take in heaven with my Lord and Savior for eternity. That, that's, that's an immeasurable time. I, I don't want to be in eternally a torment. I don't want to be here when this world finally crumbles and God burns this place up. Get in your word. Get a relationship with Jesus Christ. Get excited about what you see around you instead of fearful. Man, Lord, that you would turn our mourning into joy and our sorrow, <laughs> our sorrow into an excitement that can't be overtaken. Your enemy is nothing but a mimic. He's a fake don't let him in. Let him roar and growl all he wants to. He can't touch you if you're one of his. If you're one of Jesus Christ, our enemy can't touch us. Keep that passage. Keep that message. Get close to Christ. This is, this is our time now. It's time to work. It's time to serve him like never before. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed this message. I know it's a little odd. It's a little different for me. Um, I, I know I'm shook up still. From the Lord. I've got more stuff pouring into me. I've got other notes. I almost compiled into this one, but I run out. Good Lord, I'm 27, 28 minutes into this message now. 
I used to go like 10. <laughs> there's just so much coming. There's so much moving. There's so much being poured in. I can't stop. Let God have your life. Surrender to him today. You will not be sorry. I promise you. The fight's coming. I hope you're on the right side. God bless you guys. Don't forget, check us out on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can support our, our efforts there if you like. Um, we appreciate all those who do support us. Love you. Thank you so much. Uh, pray that this message moves around. We've we got a podcast going I mentioned earlier. Um, keep keep sharing. Keep sharing the Word of God. Share these messages if you want. Do whatever you need to. But more than anything, surrender your life to Christ and begin to serve Him like He called you to from the very beginning. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Love you. And we will share some more with you real soon.